joined by my co-host, Tim. What's going on, Dad? Hello, Christina, and how are you? I am doing great on this lovely Sunday. How about you? Uh, excellent. Just lost, but other than that, we're doing all right. All right. So it's uh, been quite a minute since we've last spoken together on here. What, yes, we have. What's been going on? Uh, nothing. We were uh, down in Atlantic City for a couple of three days. Uh, could have a, that could be the uh, subject for one of our upcoming podcasts. But I believe today that we have to get caught up. We got to get caught up on Hocus Pocus 2 mm-hmm. and catch up on some fantasy football. Absolutely. All right, so let's just jump into it. Okay, so Hocus Pocus 2. Now, did you watch Hocus Pocus 1? I did when it first came out when uh, you children were a bit younger. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't born yet. It came out in 1993. It came out in 1993, but uh, we did watch it with your older sister. And uh, after the fact, we actually had gotten the um, DVD or CD, whatever it was at the time. And we watched it in subsequent Halloweens. Nice. And did you like Hocus Pocus 1, the original? Yes, I did. I did. It was uh, it was kind of unique and funny. It was a Disney, you know, I mean, a little darker for Disney at the time. But it was, um, I enjoyed it. I really did. As a matter of fact, after I watched Hocus Pocus 2, I rewatched Hocus Pocus just to kind of figure out where they left off, picked up, you know, where the sequencing of the two movies were, so. Yeah, from what I remember with the first Hocus Pocus, that was one of the Disney movies that definitely traumatized me as a kid. I remember being so freaked out by it, um, because it definitely was a darker movie, and the Sanderson sisters, man, they were definitely in my nightmares. Yeah, all right, so what, do you, what are your thoughts on Hocus Pocus 2, the remake? Well, let me say this. To be consistent, um, growing up um, as a youth myself, um, we were all involved in the movie Halloween. Mm-hmm. Not Starring uh, Kyle Richards, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star. <laughs> okay. Um, and this, uh, and that movie at the time, um, was definitely, um, it was unique, it was scary, it was suspense, everybody was going to see it, um, it even goes, reminds me of back to the days when I was really, really young, and, uh, The Exorcist came out for the first time, and everybody mm-hmm. was running to go see The Exorcist, and, and Linda Blair, and, you know, pea, uh, spitting up the pea soup, and all of the things. Then, you know, what happens is, is they, they make Halloween 2, then Halloween 3, and it goes on and on and on and on. And really, you kind of yearn for that first movie, and you really wish they never made the sequels. <laughs> uh, this was one of those movies for me. Now, to be fair, um, my expectations were that it was going to be very similar, not a remake, but similar to the first one, maybe as a kind of had that uh, freshness, um, and I didn't get that. Uh, It was cute, and I didn't mind watching it. Mm -hmm. But um, it's definitely, uh, I think, um, taking nothing away from the main actresses who are brilliant in their own ways, I think maybe had another set of um, 
sisters oh, have on. been involved. Um, and there was that uh, prequel portion of it, which, um, you know, um, it was cute, you know, it was different, um, but, you know, definitely didn't have the same charm as the first one. How about so yourself? I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, you know, the witches definitely got older, so uh, clearly, the, you know, eating the souls or the, the bodies of the children is not working for them. So they did age a little bit, but we, we can't help that. I mean, Bette Midler still looks great. Sarah Jessica Parker still looks great. Um, the other one, Kathy Najimi. Najimi, yes. Yep, she, she looked, I mean, they, they were fine. But I thought it was so cute. Um, I loved that they brought in, like, new blood with the new girls that were in the movie. And, you know, I thought it was kind of cute and kitschy that they had the whole teen drama that yes. the girls were fighting because the one got a boyfriend and yes. she loves a boyfriend. So I thought that you had two different plots happening at the same time or two different conflicts. Well, you actually had three. 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 Which were? Well, you had the three, which was obviously the young ladies. Uh-huh. Then you had your um, um, bad guy, good guy, bad guy again character. Sure. So, you know, just kind of when you were not sure what to think about him. And then, of course, you had the Sanderson sisters mm-hmm. who uh, come back after 29 long years. Yep. Um, I do believe that um, adding the... Um, the historian gift shop owner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought that was a, a nice ad because it definitely added another flavor to it in the sense that, you know, um, you know, he kind of uses it, that environment to make, to have his business. He's a magician, but he's also, um, you know, he also knows the history, which I thought was pretty cute how they... they I thought that was a good way of connecting it they, back they to the They connected original. it back, that was right. really good. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was good. I liked the conflict with the girls. You know, I thought that, like, some of the jokes and some of the references were, like, just, like, a little bit cringy, but that's kind of what you get with the Disney um, aspect. But wait a minute, though. Hold on a second. <clears throat> now, now, I know that if... You watched it from 29 years ago. You, you could have a different reference. But the witches are back in town. The witches are back. That, the that, witches are back. That song slapped. It slapped. Well. I it thought was, it was so good. It was different. I thought it was great. Um, the one, my one complaint that I had with the movie was that they didn't have the Sanderson sisters perform the song that they did from the original Hope. Like, well, I was waiting for that I the entire have, like, time. To, I thought that was going to be the case. Yes. Yeah. And so I was disappointed um, about that. And the other thing, too, is I also thought that they could have maybe uh, banded a little bit more on the prequel side of it. Yes. Because you kind of, kind of caught them, I mean, you know, you could kind of figure it out, but you kind of caught them at... The beginning of their end. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can totally see this paving the way for now a prequel right. next Halloween. It's got to be, yes. Because I, I think uh, Disney's got to make a few bucks out of this deal. Yeah. So I can totally see a prequel coming where it's about the young Sanderson sisters. With Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, I, for some reason, you know, I mean, they're all, they're all funny. Um, 
Um, Jemmy is, is hysterical. Bette Midler in her day was funny. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, I mean, you know, she's, she's cutesy funny. But they made a nice trio in the original. This one here, for me, it just seemed like they were trying very hard to make it work. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it wasn't as, um, you know, it wasn't as much synergy, yeah. you know. Um, now, again, back in, you know, when they did it many years ago, they were all coming off a success. I and mean, I think at the time, Sarah Jessica Parker might have been doing uh, Sex in the City or mm -hmm. maybe it was at the very beginning. Uh, I think Kathy Najemi was had just come off a Sisters Act or one of those those funny movies. So, I mean, and, and Bette Miller has always been a comedic actress, and you know, um, you know, I saw her a lot growing up, and you know, not just a, a interesting voice, but uh, definitely uh, funny. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I watched it. I watched every minute of it, and I didn't regret that I watched it. Yeah, I do have to say I absolutely loved the fact that. In when they had them, you know, like they were like riding on the vacuums in the Swiffer, having uh, Kathy Najimy ride on the Roomba, that, <laughs> that I thought was great. That was a great way to incorporate like modern day nuances into this movie. And the other thing was, if you watched the whole uh, movie, um, it was uh, I, <laughs> when the three, no, the two young ladies, the two, the, the two, other characters. I, I don't remember their names. I'm, I'm trying to look it up. One this. is Becca. I know right. that. That, and then when they go to was it Walgreens? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they uh, they tried to show them their po their potions. Yes. Um, that was hysterical. That was hysterical. I did I did enjoy that. I, I did think that was funny. Yeah. So I thought that was good. Um, so f what I had heard or I'd seen on like TikTok that was like has been trending a couple days is. Um, the Hocus Pocus star Omri Katz, who played the one who played the main kid in the original Hocus Pocus. Okay, so he was Max. Yes. It's now coming out. He said in an interview um, that he was actually high for most of the times that they were filming. <laughs> so it in this article, it talks about how he recalled. At the time that, you know, he was 16, he was just starting out, like, smoking and stuff. And he said that, like, in some of those scenes, he was totally, like, really, like, screwing up big time. And at one point, Kenny Ortega, who's, who directed the original Hocus Pocus, and he directed, like, High School Musical and yes. Camp Rock and all of that. Um, apparently, at one point, he basically, like, grabbed the kid by the shirt and was like, are you high or something? And the kid was like, no. <laughs> but of course he was. So I thought that was an interesting tidbit of trivia. Yes, I think uh, I think I did read or, or hear that somewhere. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. I'm on Rotten Tomatoes now. If you had to guess the score that Hocus Pocus, the original, the 1993 original received, what would you say? Ooh. It's done by percentage, so 0 to 100%. Uh... I'm gonna say Hocus Pocus Disney, probably mid 80s. Mid 80s? 38%. Wow, I would not have guessed that. Mm hmm. And what would you go for Hocus Pocus 2? I would probably say 96%. 63. 63, wow. Wow, because I mean, I think that um, although I think it got. You know, like everything else, got hurt by COVID. 
it definitely was an when they Disney mentioned they were going to do Hocus Pocus two, um, people were talking about it. Right. Yeah. So hmm, it was interesting. It was interesting. That's interesting. And we just right off the bat have to come out and address the big elephant in the room. Can Tom you call and me fat again? yeah, Tom and Giselle. Tom and Giselle. Ugh. What a nightmare. The the first lady of the NFL has decided to pack it in, ladies and gents. True tragedy. Greek tragedy. It, it really is. Tommy boy, you're an idiot. Well, now, now, let's be fair. Now, I'm no fan of um, Master Tom being a Jet fan and all. Um, you know, I've seen Tom Brady uh, be carried off of uh, the field there at the, the Meadowlands and uh, now MetLife Stadium too many times. But uh, obviously, you don't like to see, um, you know, those things come to an end the way they did. Um, so in order to kind of, you know, what you know publicly, you know, who knows what happened in the background. Um, it has been said, um, my contacts in the biz tell us that um, Giselle uh, pretty much put her career on hold to um, raise her family with yep. Tom. Tom played football, uh, continued his fame, um, whether it was... Um, arranged or it was agreed upon or however a husband and wife would go about doing this um it was tom was going to step down and honestly the way he's playing this year and the fact is i'm sure he's got some type of ailments coming out from the football career um and giselle was gonna pick up where she kind of left off and although she has a lot of money um from a uh, perspective from her career, I'm sure she would be as in high demand today as she was when she stopped to raise her family. So I do think that Tom owed her that. Um, and, you know, it's a shame that he had to come back. I don't know why. Obviously, it didn't sit well. And uh, things went the way they did. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> The, I feel like the internet is so divided on this, right? They're either saying that Tom is the biggest idiot and he chose football over his family, and then the other side of the coin is that they're saying, well, he's good at football, you know? Who is Giselle to deny him that? But, I mean, she she gave up her entire career to be Mrs. Tom Brady. And right now, there's a resurgence of supermodels that are making a full comeback, you know, in their 40s. And Giselle can be right with them. And she put her career on the back burner for the past, like, 13 years so that Tommy Boy could play his career. And they had an agreement that he was going to stop playing football after a certain amount of time. And then he not only took that and retired, but then he decided, oops, he's going to reverse that. So to me, you know, I, I personally think that he's, he's dumb if this is if family is what he values because you know now we're here but something tells me that you know Tom Brady football is his one true love and I don't think anyone else is going to be able to come between him and football well i mean that very well may be the case 
But I also think that, um, you know, if you're Tom Brady and the only thing you're really good at is football and you've been very good at it for the longest amount of time, you don't want to let that go. I mean, I get that Tom might not want to let it go, but all good things must come to an end. And I think instead of, you know, ending your marriage, you should have perhaps considered ending your football career, especially when you're not even doing that great this season. Well, the one thing I would say is you never knew what was going on in the background. You know, maybe by him retiring, this was a way for them to save their marriage. And maybe it just, you know, there could be a lot of things going on. Um, it looks like that the divorce was already baked in the cake. Looks like it happened fairly quickly. Neither one of them wanted their kids to suffer, which is a good thing. It wasn't a lot of drama. Um, at least doesn't appear to be a lot of drama. So, you know, um, you know, whether or not you're making a million dollars and you're famous or you're not so famous and maybe not so rich, um, you want to make sure you're doing what's right by the children. And, uh, those kids, I mean, they're going to be, they're affected no matter what happens. I'm hoping in this particular case, it's, it's minimized. So sure. Well, hope it works out for them. Hope Giselle gets that payday like that woman deserves. And you know, that's the other part too is, you know, as much as I'm agreeing that, you know, Giselle put a career on hold and, and, you know, she's entitled to have her moment and I agree with that wholeheartedly, you know, at some point in time, Giselle's going to go look in the rearview mirror and say, you know, what did I give up? And was I being stubborn? I think in, in this particular case, both of them should, have, should be doing some reflecting. Sure. Well, hats off to them. Anyway, more importantly, we got to talk about my fantasy yeah. football How team. How are things going with fantasy? You kind of mentioned before that things may not have been going well. That you might be getting ready for that big plunge into the frozen tundra of the Jersey Shore. So give us an update as to where we are. Oh, we're not we're not doing too well. Braxton Berrios' hot cousin. Um, the team is not doing well, people. Week three, I was, I believe, in like third place, right? I was confident, I was secure. I was really like feeling good about myself, you know, I wasn't thinking that I was going to have to plunge into the water. Um, now, week, what is this, week eight? Sure, I think, yeah, it's week eight, it's week eight. Right. it's week eight. Now it's week eight, and I am in dead last place. Um, that's, that's where we're at. Well, again, they just, even though you're in dead last place, week eight, um, you know, you're probably... Uh, if you're looking at just the Jets schedule, they have one more game and then they go into a bye week. And um, so you're you're a little bit, maybe a little bit more, maybe one game more than halfway point. So a lot more football off the play. Yeah, well, here's the thing. No one really told me that you need to continuously check your fantasy football team to make sure that the players aren't injured and don't have a bye week. So weeks four through seven... I was kind of just coasting through, but four of my players were injured. So you mean none of the thousand and thousand fans that we have out there, nobody said, hey, Christina, you better check your, uh, your team, make sure your, your, your players are still healthy and are still playing, or you might have to make a trade. No one did that? 
Uh, no, none of you gave me that heads up. So I had people, let's see, I had DJ Clark who was injured. Um, I had someone else that was injured. I had someone that was on a bye week. Like it, it was, I had to switch out like my defense because they weren't playing that week. So no one told me. And you know what? My league as well. Those people did not tell me either until like week six. My one friend told me that I needed to change up my um, players. But I had no idea. I did not know that you had to continue to look and see what these players were doing. I kind of just assumed that like it would be fine. And so after three weeks of having like four players not playing, then I finally was able to make a move. But yeah, so now, now I'm at the bottom. And that, that's where we're at. Well, again, plenty of season left. Um, as they say, plenty of season left. No need to panic, but throw it into the end zone. Uh, you know, I guess so. I guess that's all we can hope for. Um, so right now for my week, my matchup, I am totally winning. 137.22 points versus um, 73.60 so I'm feeling pretty confident, knock on wood, about my, my playing this week. Um, so hopefully that'll maybe bring me out of last place and then maybe I could pull through with at least ninth. So now my goal is, instead of top four, my goal has changed because you know we continue to adapt and monitor. My goal is now to be uh, not last. So hopefully well, we get ninth. That's a good goal, not to be last. We, we like not being last. Yep. So, updates to come. Again, if you have any uh, advice for me or anything like that, please DM us at Father Knows Best Pod because I can totally use any of the help. We are now bringing online with us number one daughter, big sister, and all around good person, our friend Carly. Hello, Miss Carly. How are you? Oh, hello. How are you? I am well. So, look, ladies. I figured since we're all sitting around the kitchen table here, um, it is uh, Halloween Eve, or uh, as they called it when I was growing up, Goosey Night, mischief or night. Mischief oh, Night. Yeah. Uh, although they called it Mischief Night when I was back in the day, but uh, when we burned down Newark, they called it Goosey Night. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so anyways, um, but you know, what I wanted to do is we were talking about Hocus Pocus 2. And um, it, it, it had a thought. I had a thought. So I wanted to talk about. I wanted to do a um, via memory review of Charlie Brown's "It's a Great Pumpkin." It's the great Come on, pumpkin. Not, it's, it's the, a great. It's not. <laughs> it's, the, it's, not it's, it's it's the great pumpkin. Not I'm sure. It's, it's not. It's a great pumpkin. No, it's no, the great the pumpkin. Charlie Brown. That it's the great pumpkin. The. Not. A great, it, a great pumpkin. Well, it, is, it is a great no, pumpkin. No, but it's, it's the, the great pumpkin. It is the great pumpkin. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, um, <laughs> remind me again the story here the about the great pumpkin. Uh, so, we have our, our heroes. Uh, we have Charlie Brown. Uh-huh. We have Linus. Uh-huh. Lucy. Uh-huh. Um, Schroeder. And the, uh, Schroeder. Woodstock. Snoopy. Woodstock. No, 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 no. Woodstock is not in this one. Oh, Pigpen. Sally. And oh, Pigpen. Pigpen's in it? Well, actually, the twins. There's twins? Oh, no, this one, that's the Christmas. No, this <laughs> one, about, no twins. What about the one 
That's his girlfriend, <laughs> but not his girlfriend's just his friend. Oh, uh, Peppermint Patty? Yeah. Yeah. No, Peppermint Patty doesn't come in until, I think, uh, Valentine's Day. Got it. Interesting. <clears throat> Wasn't Peppermint Patty a lesbian? Um, well, that it. was on... Well, no, wait a minute, hold on. We're, we're in a society where we can speak freely about such things now. Aren't you um, so glad I asked that bravo, question, Chrissy? Bravo, bravo, bravo. We don't know what Peppermint Patty was or was not. Peppermint, Peppermint Patty, Patty can be whatever Peppermint Patty wants to be. That's exactly it. Peppermint Patty had a thing for Chuck. And Chuck had a thing for Peppermint Patty, but they wouldn't talk about it. He did it. not have a thing for Peppermint Patty. He did, no, but... No, he didn't. He like, he, aren't they like five? Huh? Aren't they like five years old? Well, yeah, technically, I guess. And, well, maybe a little older than five. But, um, but Chuck, his thing was the little red-headed girl. Yes. Oh. Correct. So he, so, he so did not like Peppermint Patty. Patty well, Peppermint Patty liked him. He liked the little red-headed girl, and then there was a Sir, or what was the, the girl with the big glasses? She was the one that actually uh, talked to uh, Peppermint Patty all the time. So, um, you know, back in the day, uh, there used to be rumor about Peppermint Patty, and this one here, I, I don't know, it was always a rumor. But anyways, um, so, the, what was, what did you guys think? Did you like um, Charlie Brown's Halloween? Did you, uh, you mean it's a great pumpkin, pumpkin Charlie well, Brown? No, hold on a second here. Oh, no, hold on. It's God. called a great pumpkin Charlie Brown, but it's the Charlie Brown's Halloween special. Okay, it was on all the time. So yeah, I mean, it's called, it's uh, yeah, it's not. Pumpkin. The title is not the Charlie Brown Halloween. No, it's not. No, no. it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie okay. Brown. So what do we think about the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown? Um, I think it was good. Um, I think it really tells a true tale of friendship. And, um, Friendship. Yeah, because the whole thing, dynamic between Sally and between Linus. Linus wants to see the great pumpkin. Or sorry, no, backtracking. It shows the bond between brother and sister because Linus wants to see the great pumpkin, and the other one, the psychiatrist, psychologist, the Lucy. therapist, Lucy, 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 Lucy. Right. So every help. Sure. So everyone is kind of foo-fooing Linus, saying this world, uh, in believing in the great pumpkin. And when everyone goes to the pumpkin patch and they're waiting for the great pumpkin, they decide to bail on poor Linus because they need to go get trick-or-treats. They do. Okay, so then time passes, right, as it does. And uh, Linus's sister, Lucy, realizes that Linus has not returned yet back home. And it's now in the middle of the night. And so what does she do? She gets out of bed and she goes to the pumpkin patch. This sounds she... like a story about Chrissy going to a bar. Yeah, well, but it depends <laughs> on the pumpkin patch though. And she brings <laughs> she brings Linus his blanket and stays with Linus. And so I like that story because it tells the true tale of what it means to be a good friend and a good sibling. Well, well I, wanna... I would Hold on, because I have something to say about that. I would have left Linus in the damn pumpkin patch because if you're going to sit in the pumpkin patch all night long and worrying about the great pumpkin who's going to bring presents to all the good boys and girls, then you deserve to be out there in the pumpkin patch. Well, that's pretty much what Sally told him because remember, Sally blows her stack on him. Well, because, because Sally he... didn't get any candy. Yeah, because she was waiting with Linus. Right. Yeah, and then she dumped him. Go ahead, Miss Carlin. Well, I was going to ask... Um, who would you think would be Linus and who would be Lucy and what do you think would happen if it was Chrissy and I? And you know what? We can throw Katie in this mix too. 
Well, <clears throat> let's be honest here. Katie is very. It would have been Linus. Yeah, because Katie and would I not have. Lucy. Katie would not Katie have. Katie would been. not have given two shits. Yeah, Katie would have just. Sorry, Katie. She'll be listening to this, I'm sure. She would have gotten her candy. She would have <laughs> thrown the rocks back at the people who gave her rocks. <laughs> and then she just would have went home and ate her candy. Correct. Um, and yes, uh, I think uh, your sister was correct that. Um, you would be uh, Linus in the pumpkin patch, and oh, yeah, Carly would. would and Chrissy would be uh, Lucy going out there, but she'd be yelling at you, going, "You know, I got to get out of bed. I've got to be at work in the morning." So I could, I could have heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, how about poor Chuck though? You, you totally blew Chuck off because you know poor Chuck was out there. He he got crazy with the scissors. So he kind of goes out there looking like a ghosty potato. Okay, hot take. And everybody throws rocks at him. Hot take. Yes. Charlie Brown sets himself up to be bullied. To be what? To be bullied. Yes, he, he does. is the architect of his own demise. That is true. Charlie Brown, one, has a very punchable face. <laughs> and two, he sets himself up every single episode to get bullied to fail or whatever for example the football that is correct he is big dumb because he knows every time he goes to kick the football he knows what lucy is going to do but he is an idiot and thinks that he can trust her anyway yeah but don't you think he might just want to see the good in people and he th he still thinks that there's good in lucy yeah and, and, he's that an and he's an idiot you can still see the good in people and be dumb yeah, I mean, I think the... Um... And the whole thing with the ghost costume, really, Chuck? You just need two holes. <laughs> but he got a little crazy with the scissors. Yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> I think but, it was a unique and, then, and artistic... And then also, uh... also, if he just put himself in the front of the group to get candy, then he wouldn't get a rock. But he wanted everybody to go before him. Because he's a nice guy. Yeah, but you can still be dumb and be a nice person. So, so what does the rock symbolize? The Great Pumpkin. <laughs> no, I mean, again, what does the rock symbolize? I mean, not necessarily that in, in life, the show. In life, there are going to be people who continue to get candy, but we continue to be the schmucks that get rocks. Hmm. And that's how life is. Now, explain to me the whole Snoopy Thing. I mean, Snoopy goes out there, dresses as the... Uh, so Charlie is a, is a schizophrenic, you see. Yes. And Snoopy is just a figment of his imagination. Or he's a dog on serious, um, serious marks. Charlie has done LSD. That is probably the case. And is visualizing Snoopy doing all of these things, like that being the Red be Baron. That, that, that very well could be the case. But you see, the thing is, though, with, with Snoopy... Um, Snoopy is the, he's the smartest out of all of them. Yes. Because he doesn't talk. Right. But has a lot to say. Yep. And he's always the hero. Correct. Where Charlie Brown, um, as uh, your sister said, I think is always trying to kick the football, giving even one more time the benefit of the doubt. And Lucy is a manipulator. Yes. She will let him think that this is going to be the time, and then she pulls the ball. Uh-huh. And Linus, well, I like Linus. There's a lot to like about Linus, but, yeah. 
maybe he's he's a lost cause. No, I don't think <clears throat> Linus is a lost cause. I think that he has a lot of that childhood innocence that we have lost as we have grown older. Right? We yeah. continue to believe, we used to believe in the Great Pumpkin, not actually, but we, there was some sort of Great Pumpkin that I'm sure that we believed in. And as you get older, you stop believing in these things. And I think that Linus represents the fact that, like, it's okay to still believe. It still makes him an idiot, but you can still believe. What do you think, Carl? Well, honestly, I have a hard time <clears throat> um, looking at Charlie Brown because um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the play, and I'm a theater person, called Dog Sees God, but it is um, a take on Charlie Brown. Did you know that's a palindrome? Yes. Yes, I did. Is that the title? Did not know that. The title, it's the same thing forwards I, and backwards. Now that you've said that, I do, but mm. not at the time. Yes. But anyway, we did this play in college, and um, it was basically like all the Peanuts characters, but, you know, they all had problems. So now every time I think of, like, these people, I think of the play. So I kind of have a hard time. Because in the play, Linus... Was, turned out like turned out to be the bully. I want to say. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. Did mm-hmm. not did not know that. I mean, but that's just the play. That is Linus the play. being the bully. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. But you know, I think being that this is kind of in that kid mode, um, I think what it also represents is everybody's own perspective. And, um, you know, I don't know, it never really, they never really went into detail to explain why Linus thinks there's a great pumpkin out there and, um, kind of gets him and the, uh, character of Santa Claus all jumbled up and backwards. Um, but, um, yes, I mean, I think there's a little bit of Charlie Brown in all of us and there's a little bit of Linus in all of us, um, and there are only some of us who are actually Lucy Van Pelt and some of us who are actually Snoopy, who don't say too much, mm-hmm. but are the smartest people in the room when it's all said and done. Sure. Yeah. To everybody out there, have a healthy and safe Halloween. And hopefully you don't get too many rocks. And if and you do, just throw them out a window. <laughs> <laughs> and if you and if you're bobbing for apples and you kiss a dog, remember to use iodine or boil some water. Uh, but if you're boiling water, I wouldn't wash my face with it because it could be a little damaging, and then it would have to sue the podcast. But um, <clears throat> and uh, yes, yeah, so we will definitely delve more into Peppermint Patty and Sir and uh, that dynamic and the little redheaded uh whatever she was for Charlie Brown are around um Valentine's Day cuz I think that's when uh, that all came about. Sounds great. All right. Okay. So uh anybody have a great Halloween? Have fun. And go get some rocks. Go get some rocks. Um, Hopefully they're delicious rocks. And we will talk to you next time. Talk to you next time. Until next time. Good night. Bye. Good night.